Welcome aboard Just Jets with your captain, Matt O'Leary. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. All right, take two. What's going on? I am Matt O'Leary here with Just Jets episode number 114. Oh my God, you guys wouldn't believe me if I told you what just happened. So I tried to record on Sunday and to peek behind the curtain, uh, have a new computer set up, which is is awesome. It's making my life a lot. Well, it will make my life a lot easier, but it's not easier right now. I'm still in the process of trying to get all my equipment hooked up properly because like some little things don't work. So for instance, when I recorded the podcast last night, there was a glitch with the audio and it was like, it went full robot voice a couple of times. And I don't know why, but it's just continuing to happen when I try to do it on multi-track. So I'm doing it. I'm recording it a little bit differently. Um, so yeah, it's just frustrating. So this is take two, but in today's episode, what we're going to do is we're going to go through my predictions for the NFL draft. Number one, and then we're going to get into your voicemails, of course. But before we do that, with the first pick in the NFL draft, Ball Saxonville has decided to pick Manscaped to stock up on their D. Smart move. Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, have sponsored us to make sure you don't get booed out of the bedroom like Roger Goodell. Support us and head to manscaped.com and use the exclusive code JETS20, that is J-E-T-S-2-0, for 20% off and free shipping. You can get yourself something nice, whether it's the Lawmower 4.0. Big fan of the cologne, and I've been using the body wash and stuff as well. Definitely something that you would like to, uh, well, stock up on and have going forward. So let's get into my draft predictions, because this is a huge week. It's like Christmas time for Jet fans. I swear, I love the NFL draft. It's the best. If you're living under a rock, by the way, and you don't know, I will be live on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday with Jets Talk 24-7, Ryan, and Green Bean over on Ryan's channel, Jets Talk 24-7. We're live for all three days, the entirety of the draft. It'll be our third year doing it. I can't freaking wait. It's going to be an absolute blast. But here we go. My draft predictions for the Jets. I think they go edge first, which is like, oh, hot off the presses. Hot take for Matt. The Jets are going to go edge at four. Well, what I mean by that is I'm not buying the Iki Aquanu love at pick four. Um, I understand Joe Douglas loves the offensive lineman. I, I get all that, but I just, I can't see, especially if Kayvon Thibodeau is there, how you could possibly pass up on an, an edge rusher, which you haven't had in forever to go on the opposite side of Carl Lawson, because we know how much this defense is going to try to get after the passer. That is their ultimate goal. That's what they're good at or what they're supposed to be good at is creating pressure and getting after the quarterback. And we know Douglas likes to prioritize the, uh, the both lines of scrimmage, the defensive line and the offensive line, which is smart. I think that's a good thing in today's NFL, but with Icky, I think once, Lake and Tomlinson was signed, that idea went out the window for me because if Lake and Tomlinson wasn't here, you could slide Aquanu inside for a year. And then after this year, you decide what you do with Makai Becton. If he gets hurt again, then you move on. Or if George Fant is, you're going to let him walk in for agency and get your comp pick back. And then you slot Aquanu out to tackle after his first year. And then you're on your merry way. If you do that, you're creating a headache for yourself at this point. If you draft Iki Aquanu at pick number four, because then 
what what are you doing? Then George Fant is just going to sit on your bench, or you're going to sit Makai Becton, who was a first round pick a couple of years ago and good as a rookie because he got hurt in his first game in his sophomore year. I, I don't don't get it. I don't understand. Um, so I am passing on the icky love. I think it's going to be an edge. And even if Kayvon Thibodeau is off the board and Trayvon Walker's off the board, Naden Hutchinson, let's say those are the first three picks, I would think Jermaine Johnson would be the pick out for. And there's some people who believe that Jermaine Johnson would be the pick over Kayvon Thibodeau. I personally don't believe that, um, but it would not shock me at all if Jermaine Johnson is available at pick four as their best edge and they they pull him uh, if the first three picks are also edge rushers. Um, and I would hope that they would take Jermaine Johnson over Trayvon Walker. That's just perf- personal preference for me. Um, my other prediction. You guys know, but I want them to go wide receiver at pick 10. I could also see them trying to trade out a pick 10. Supposedly, the Eagles are interested in moving up. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers could be interested in moving up for Malik Willis. Uh, so it depends on what happens in front of the Jets, obviously. But uh, I think they, at pick 10, are an interesting spot. Atlanta at 8. Um, I don't think Seattle moves out. Maybe the Giants at 7, but I think they would stay put and take an offensive lineman at pick five. Um, So yeah, I just, for me, I guess my preference is either wide receiver at pick 10, or if you're going to go with another option, it would be to to trade back. Um, There's not really another position that I have in mind that I would like to see them go. Um, Some people would say you take sauce Gardner at four and take your edge at 10. Okay. Like I don't hate it. I just don't see that happening. I don't see the Jets taking a, a corner fourth overall. I, I understand that Sauce is, is special. He's a really good player. I get it. And then the same thing for me with uh, Hamilton at pick 10. I just, one, don't see this staff doing it. And number two, I that's just not how I would build out my roster. But I get that some people want to do that, and that's fine. That's just not what I'm predicting to happen. Now, on the negative side, there's two things that scare me. Well, there's multiple things that scare me, but there's a couple that are really sticking out. And the first is my fear that I think they're going to go interior defensive line before I would like them to, which is really like probably round four for me. But if they use a top 40 pick on interior defensive line, that's going to be really deflating for me. And I know people are going to say, well, they were bad against the run last year. You lost Foley Fadokasi. They love the defensive line. I, I get all of those things, but Quinnen Williams is going to play on the interior defensive line. I am hoping that John Franklin Myers moves back inside a little bit more where he, in my opinion, is better suited. Solomon Thomas, you just brought in, is a nice rotation piece. Jonathan Marshall, who you just drafted last year, is a nice rotation piece. You brought back Nathan Shepard. Oh, yeah, you also have Sheldon Rankins. That's so many guys you just listed off right there. Um, I don't think you need to throw a, a top 40 pick in the mix there. That's that's too much. There's a thing that it's okay to say too much. And I, I'm all set on the interior defensive line. I've been fed it for a decade, and maybe that's unfair on my part, because I'm saying, hey, like this has been an issue for the Jets have done this a million times, but I just I can't I can't go through it again. I hope you understand why. Give me the edge rushers. Give me the wide receivers. Give me a linebacker. Give me a safety in the second round. Really try to hit on four guys who are going to come in and start right away, um, which is, I guess, a good segue here to my my other thing that I'm afraid of. I think they like their linebackers too much. I'm, I'm not even sold that they're going to take a linebacker in the top 40, which I think they should. Because I have zero faith 
in any linebacker on that roster outside of C.J. Mosley, who I think we could admit is not an elite-level linebacker anymore. He's fine. Um, I, I don't think he's nearly as bad as what like the PFF numbers were saying on the week-to-week basis. I don't think he's this stud linebacker either. I, I don't think he's that great in coverage anymore. Um, he was a little bit slow at times getting to the hole in the run game, but he needs a younger guy there, and he needs somebody with speed. And sure, Quincy Williams comes in, he hits hard. Um, he comes in, makes it, he's flying around, he makes tackles. I, I get it. He's he's fun to root for. But if you thought CJ Mosley was bad in coverage, Quinn, I have Quinn Williams, uh, Quincy Williams, excuse me, in coverage, it, it ain't pretty. Uh, it's not great. And I think at times he could over pursue and get a little bit too aggressive. So I like him coming in, you know, in rotational purposes, but not as an every down linebacker. Um, and I would really hope that they would go linebacker a little a little bit earlier than uh <laughs> than like the third or fourth round or i would hope that their plan isn't we're going to draft safeties again and try to convert them to linebacker i'm still holding out hope for nasral dean i think maybe you get something more than just special teams there sure what i think is more of a special teams guy which is fine you need those guys on your roster like i have no issue doing that but again i just don't want to rely on either of those guys or quincy williams to be like okay or quincy williams excuse me sorry i keep doing that uh and be like okay yeah that that's that's our plan at linebacker this year that that spooks me a little bit so with that let's get into your voicemails guys let's see what you guys think for the nfl draft first up we're going to dan in georgia he wants to talk about things that he doesn't want to see in the draft and what maybe i don't want to see either Hey, Matt. What's up? It's Dan from Georgia. What's up, dude? Um, just calling in. Um, just got the draft on my mind. You know, it's it's uh, it's Christmas for, for Jets fans, it feels like, every year uh, when, this, when this time of year comes around. So I'm super excited. I kind of can't wait for it to be here. Um, <clears throat> but anyways, uh, I guess my question to you is, who is someone you keep seeing mocked? to the Jets that you just cannot get behind, that you're just, every time you see it, you, you just don't like it. Because um, mine personally is Iki Aquanu. I know he's a great tackle, but I just feel like with the fourth pick, like we have so many other pressing needs than the O-line. Like I feel like it's been addressed enough, and I don't think it's something that needs to be addressed that early. Um, I'd rather trade out of four than take him, but that's just me personally. Um, I'd love to hear what your thoughts on that are um, and if you have a pick that you would really not like to see, um, especially like early in the draft, I guess. So anyways, uh, love the show and go Jets. Absolutely. I appreciate this. Um, This is an interesting perspective. I don't want them to take Iki Aquanu, but it's going to be very difficult for me to be mad about Iki because I just I think he's a great, really, really great prospect. But Trayvon Walker is one I just don't get. Um, I don't know, maybe it's me. Could be me. It could be. Um, I I think he's really good in the run game, but I I really think there is a lot to be desired as a pass rusher. Um, so to me, that is very very risky. Uh, he's too similar to John Franklin Myers's game. Personally, my own personal opinion. And then, I, I mean, I just said it in the monologue at the start. I don't want interior defensive line in in round two. I don't care if the, if Wyatt somehow falls to 35. I'm all set. No, thank you. Uh, I don't want the UConn interior defensive lineman. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really good there. 
Logan Hall, right? That's another one. I, I'm I'm good. Round four for interior defensive line. That's fine. More depth, that's fine. But these guys got to come in and start and play right away. And I think if you're drafting, like you said, it's it, 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 probably finding a way to get him on the field, but now you're creating another hole by moving on from either Becton or, or Fant. And with with interior, I just don't see it. I don't think that guy's going to start and play significant role role right away. So, uh, or significant snaps right away. So that that's those are my two that I would really really prefer to avoid. We got Roger from Long Island up next. He wants to talk about the top four picks. Hey Matt, this is uh, Roger from Sayville, longtime Jets fan, probably since nineteen seventy. Season tick all the for 25 years. My question is, it's really not a question. Uh, as far as the draft goes, we need players at all positions because we have no depth. But we're in a position to select four different players from four different positions and take the best player at four different positions in the draft. You could take uh, uh, Thibodeau. Uh, you could take Sauce. You could... Uh, get the center and you can even my opinion my favorite player in the draft is uh christian watson the wide receiver the tall guy so in my opinion you get if at 38 you could take the running back you get you could get arguably four of the best position players in the draft at four different positions that would be a home run what are your thoughts yeah roger from sabo thank you Thank you, Roger. Appreciate the check in there. And you're right with uh, they have the chance to get four really big impact guys. You mentioned some positions and some players that I don't really particularly love. Like I don't I would not go running back that early personally. Um, I, I think you can wait on day late day two. So third round or fourth round and get some pretty nice value there on a running back. Um, uh, for me, the edge rusher at four. I would go wide receiver at ten. I think you're better. You're more likely to get the the best the best receiver at, at pick ten than uh, in the second round. I know a lot of people like Christian Watson. I think he can be a really explosive player at the next level. My fear with him is his play strength. Number one, and number two, coming in from North Dakota State and having a big impact right away. I think that's a huge jump up in competition uh, going against you know, uh, that kind of that level of competition and into the NFL and saying, Hey, you got to start for our team right away is a big ask. Uh, I would feel more comfortable doing that with Garrett Wilson or even Drake London at that point. uh, than I would with, uh, with Christian Watson, but uh, your point that the jets have an opportunity here to land four guys who have a major impact on their team in 2022 is 100% correct. Their roster should look completely different after this week, obviously, because you're adding, you know, however many players they end up adding on draft uh, the next three draft nights. Um, but those top 40 picks, a lot can change. And even if they, like, I don't know, do you want to trade one of them for Debo? Maybe you do that. I don't, there's so many ways that they can go. Speaking of trades, let's go to Travis from Ohio. Trav, what do you got for us, my friend? Hey, Matt. What's up, dude? Travis from Ohio. Hey, buddy. How bad is Brian Griffin that we couldn't, like, even get a sixth or seventh round pick for him? Seriously, look at Basham, Hurden, Darnold, 
go down the list. McClendon. Mm-hmm. Um, not all those guys are bad players, but at least Joe got something for him. Yeah. And he couldn't flip this one. This is like the one time he couldn't flip something, but he That's still true. saved $3 million on the cap, which is kind of imaginary seeing how other teams operate. But anyway, um, that room was getting crowded, especially after free agency signing. So anyhow, um, just had to throw in two cents there that we couldn't get something for him. Like even like what other teams consider their way draft bags and Joe doesn't and he uses them to trade up. So just want people to realize right there that like he still gets something out of nothing and there's a reason we keep all of our guys on the cap and under contract affordable contracts for the most part until we don't or can use them or move them. So that's why Van Roten's still on the team. So anywho, love you, buddy. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks, man. And, uh, you know, I'm not really too bent out of shape, but not being able to get anything in return for, uh, Ryan Griffin. Um, Look, I, 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 to be fair, I didn't think Blake Cashman was going to yield any kind of <laughs> draft asset in return. That is still freaking nuts to me. But again, am I, am I upset that they didn't get anything for Ryan Griffin? No, I don't. I, I thought I looked at him as a cut candidate. So if they did flip him for like, I don't know, 2023 seventh, I just said, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. I can't believe you got a pick for him, but like, it's not something that I'm going to lose sleep over, but you're right, Travis, like some of the guys that. Joe Douglas has been able to trade away in the packages that he's been able to get, obviously highlighted by, you know, the big ones, the Jamal Adams trade, the Sam Darnold trade look really good so far, but the picks that you were able to get for, for McClendon. Um, and, um, oh my God, the guy they traded to San Francisco, the edge Willis think, uh, just blanked on his name. My bad. Um, but there's so many examples where you're like, oh my God, I can't believe Joe Douglas got X. Um, so now what I would like Joe Douglas to improve on is either, you know, trading away those picks for for players and being like, oh my God, I can't believe he got X. Um, which I guess you could kind of say for the LDT trade, but um yeah. Travis, I'm with you on that. Definitely with you on that with uh Douglas. And also just not that Travis was necessarily saying this, but just because he mentioned his name and Greg Van Roten. I've seen a lot of, why is Van Roten still on the roster? Okay, I, I understand. I get the frustration. I don't like Greg Van Roten either. I don't want him to be, you know, having to play on this team, but they cut guys late all the time. It happens. It's not a huge deal that he's still sticking around right now. I, I would not sweat that one for a second. Let's go to Corey from Florida. He has a preference. He wants to do uh, Sauce Gardner at four. Okay. Hey, Matt. This is Corey calling from Florida. Uh, What's up, dude? Long-time Jets fan, unfortunately. Uh, recently, we've uh, been turning in the right direction, I think. I think uh, so, too. I like Joe Douglas. Uh, contrary to popular belief, I think he's been doing a great job uh, rebuilding. Love Salah, LaFleur. We'll see what he's got this year, but he looked pretty decent towards the end of last year. Um, 
Well, yeah, I guess talk about the draft. Uh, obviously, we have a lot of capital. Debo's kind of in place. We might lose a couple of those picks if that works out. Um, my personally, I'm high on Sauce Gardner. Um, okay. I think these edge rushers are all very similar in skill sets. I don't think we're going to get Hutchinson, even Thibodeau. I don't even know if he'll be there. So why not take the, you know, sure pillar of the secondary uh, and Saws at four. If you need to maybe even trade Bryce Hall, get a second, third round pick. Um, have Reed mm. and, and I don't Gardner out there him. for years to come, hopefully. I won't and trade then, Bryce. you know, the 10th pick if we have it or not, trading for Debo. Um, you know, we could always go receiver there um, or even trade back, possibly with the Saints, get their 16 and 19, um, take a rut or take an edge rush there if we need to. Um, Jermaine Johnson or Harloftis, um, I think they'll be there around the middle of the round, 16. Um, you know, we've got a lot of options to go linebacker, early second. You know, safety as well. I think that's that's a smart smart move. Um, the one person I'm going to throw a wild card at you that no one's talking about is, uh, gets no love. Punter Matt Ariza. Oh. I think that guy is an absolute game changer. Oh, no, um, kicking the ball 80 no. yards down the field, flipping the field every. You know, we're we're in our own 20 yard line quite often. So if we have a guy who can flip it to the other team's five, 10 yard line, I think that's a very pivotal part of a game plan um and that's not being talked about at all dude is unreal if you've seen his videos online uh, i wouldn't mind throwing a fourth round pick maybe one seven to grab him uh, i think you know he's a he's a game changer so uh want to throw the wild card out there but yeah let me know what your thoughts are on that and uh go jets that's a, that would be a fireable offense for Joe Douglas, if he takes a punter in the fourth round after drafting a punter in the sixth round two years ago, the Jets spent a sixth round pick on Lachlan Edwards in 2016. Since the 2016 draft, that would be three punters taken. Three in six years. No, <laughs> please, no. If there's a God out there, please, no. Bunters in the fourth round for the New York Jets. I am begging you, football gods. Please no. I get it. You want to flip the field. Um, I almost said Lachlan Edwards. Brayden Mann hasn't been nearly good enough. I, I get it. But you can't possibly spend a top 120 pick on a punter when you have the amount of needs the Jets do. That is so far down on my list of concerns. I can't even begin to tell you. Punter? Come on, guys. I'll give you sauce. I don't agree, but I'll give you that. That's at least rational because he's an unbelievable prospect. A fourth rounder on a punter? No, come on. This can't be real. Oh, you lost me on that one, Corey. Adam in New Jersey. Let's do Debo. Hey, man. It's Adam from New Jersey. What's up? I'm a first-time caller, but always listen to your podcast. I had a question, and I wanted your take. If we traded our 10th pick and a third-round pick for Debo, and but we got a sixth-round pick, would you want to do this? I think this is a great trade. And second, if the Jets did, did do this, would you still want them to draft a wide receiver in the top of the second? 
I think it would be great because then we would have Debo as wide receiver one, Corey Davis as wide receiver two, Eliza Moore as three, and then we could draft like Pickens or Watson maybe for our wide receiver four, and then we have Braxton at five. I think that's a great wide receiver room. I I think that, yeah. Plus, we can use Michael Carter as a receiving back, and we'll have practice squad wide receivers for depth. So I think that's a great uh, wide receiver room, especially for Zach Wilson to thrive in the offense. In the offense. Uh, thanks for having me on the show, Matt. Want to hear your take. Uh, bye. Yeah, thank you so much for calling in, Adam. Welcome aboard here. Uh, you had me with Debo. I would do that trade. I would, I'm okay with giving up pick number 10 for Debo Samuel. Uh, I think it's worthwhile. The Buffalo Bills did it with uh, getting digs for Josh Allen. That worked tremendously. Obviously, Kyler Murray had something similar when his team went out uh, and, and made a big trade for a star wide receiver and bringing in DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I'm I'm good with that. I don't think I would take another receiver in the second round, though. And like I'm of the same belief even if you were to take, let's say, I don't know. Pick your favorite wide receiver in the draft at pick 10. I'm not using a second rounder on wide receiver because kind of like what I was talking about earlier in the show, I think the Jets have too many needs where they would need to address multiple positions because then that would essentially be using two of your top 40 picks on the wide receiver position, uh, which I don't want to do. I would do one. So if you want to do pick 10 for Debo, okay, cool. Still need edge, still need linebacker, still need safety. Um Still need offensive line depth, still need running back, still need another tight end probably, Uh, still need corner later probably, still need interior defensive line later probably. Um, So you have me on the depot end. I just, I wouldn't take a wide receiver in the second round after doing that move. That part I would say no to. We're going to close things out. We're going to go to Main Jet. He wants to talk about trading back. All right, Main Jet, what do you got? Hi, Matt. This is uh, Main Jet calling, calling from Maine, obviously. Just wanted to give you more of a comment than a question. Um, in my opinion, you should take a really good player at four, trade down out of ten, because I know that Joe Douglas wants to accumulate picks, and he's probably going to need some for the future because this rebuild will not be over after this year. So if he can trade out of number ten and still secure another first-rounder for next year, he's doing. he's thinking about his future, and that's important. Um, also, I find that the best value is in the second round. So if he accumulates a little bit later on, I would really love to see them get uh, Tyler Lindebaum. And then later on, you know, use another second rounder. I think Christian Watson is great value at wide receiver. I think he'd be an excellent choice. And I think he could could potentially turn into a bona fide number one. Um, but that's my thoughts. I could go further. Don't need to. Um, have a good day. Thank you. I uh, appreciate the call in there. I personally, I, I don't want to go Watson, as I, as I mentioned a little bit earlier there. Um, that that scares me just because that'd be a major step up in competition for him to come in and ask him to produce right away. That's a very tall order for a young guy like him. Is it possible? Sure. It's possible, but I think it's extremely risky. So that's not my personal preference. I understand where you come from, though, with Linderbaum. So a couple of things with Linderbaum. I think there's a world where the Jets package some of their picks to move up back into the first round to get him. Like, let's say, I don't know, 35 and either 69 or the uh, the first fourth round pick. And you're moving up to like the 
early to mid-20s, and, and you take Linderbaum there. I would also look at Nicobe Dean, but I'm not sold that they would do that. I would, but I'm not sold that they would. They love offensive line. Love it. And if you draft Linderbaum, then that allows you to free yourself up with McGovern if you choose to. And that's more cap space after the fact when these guys, a lot of players are going to get cut after the draft and leading up into training camp. And then you could pick up the Morgan Moseses of the world like you did last year, which was a great ad from Joe Douglas when you have the cap space available to you because you were able to pull a move like that. Um, would not stun me at all if the Jets end up with three first-round picks uh, in this upcoming draft because, well, you have a ton of capital. You don't always have to sit there and make nine selections. You can move around the board, which I think Joe Douglas can do just that. And he can move back from 10. He can move back from four even if he really wanted to. I'd be surprised if he did. I would think we're more likely to see him move back from number 10 than we are number four, but it's possible. So I can't wait for the NFL draft. It can't get here soon enough. It's the best time of the year. It really is. The draft. Three days. I will be on the live stream for three days on Thursday with Ryan and Green Bean. Friday and Saturday. We'll have recaps video throughout. So also, just so you know, um, today I had Mock Draft Monday on the Patreon. So if you haven't checked that out, please make sure to take a look there. I have my final Jets mock on the main channel, the regular channel, on Tuesday. Um, and then just prep. I'm going to dive in deep on these prospects and get myself ready to go for the NFL draft. But that's going to do it for me. Thank you so much. It's the best time of the year, baby. Let's do it. This has been Matt O'Leary on Just Jets. I'll talk to you next time.